Hello and welcome to the Agape Leaders Podcast. This week, we have a chat with Dr. Greg Mays. As always, I am so happy to be back here with you once again. And this week, I have some very interesting, albeit random thoughts or experiences that I had with God. I want to share them with you. And I pray that you will not only receive them, but that they'll touch you in such a way that they inspire you to want to get closer in your relationship with Jesus Christ, that you will want to be obedient to him, to listen and heed and do what he says on the first try. So let's get started. Recently, I was visiting a church and it wasn't my home church and it wasn't the other church where I work as a youth pastor. This was another church in the city of Lakeland where I live. And I believe it was the pastor. And if it wasn't the pastor, it was somebody that got up and they were talking about praying for people. And I I do think it was the pastor. And he asked, was there anyone in the room? And he put it a little more clearly than what I'm going to say. Was there anyone in the room in need of prayer? And some people raised their hand. And he said, well, if you are near that person who has their hand raised, would you be willing to lay your hand on the person and pray for them? And then he said, if you are not willing to do that, would you please slide right on aside and somebody who doesn't mind will come in and pray for them. And he he said it in a very positive, loving tone. He wasn't trying to be difficult. He wasn't trying to put anybody down, put pressure on anyone. He was saying, matter of factly, If you don't want to pray for it, it's okay, but just please don't stand there in the way because somebody will come and pray. That impacted me and I wrote it down because the reality is God has a plan for you. He has created you for good works in Christ Jesus, which he has prepared in advance. We read that in Ephesians 2, 10. So when you are not willing to do what God has called you to do, or you're one of those people who is, oh, I'm I'm afraid, or I don't want to look bad, or let me pause and say this, and I'm going to get on somebody, and if you get your feelings hurt, that's not my problem, that is your problem. When you say, oh, I can't do that, oh, I don't know how to pray, oh, I'm not... You're not insulting yourself. You're insulting God. You're saying that God is not good enough to do in and through me what he thinks that he can because he hasn't met anyone like me. He doesn't know me. I'm his biggest challenge. Those are the words that you're saying, even when you don't say them. Are you serious? Are you telling me that God cannot pray through you and affect someone's life in a positive way through you? Are you that strong 
of a, of a being that God cannot do something through you? You're kidding me. I want to encourage you. I want you to begin to speak positive over your life. I want you to begin to speak that you are the head and not the tail over your life. I want you to begin to speak that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I want you to speak that over your life. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In other words, these all things are things that God has called you to do. So I want you to speak that over your life. Stop being that person who doesn't think that God can do through you what you see God do through other people. He is ready, willing, and able to do through you what you see him do through others. So please stop doing that to yourself because you're not accomplishing what you think you're going to accomplish. Can you imagine what God can do if you would give yourself to him and allow him to use you instead of you always being the person that says, well, no, I'm afraid or he can't. I don't know what to say. I don't know how. It doesn't matter if you know what to say. The Bible tells us that God will give you the words. You need only yield. That's it. You don't get to do anything else. Yield to him and then do what he tells you to do. That's it. And you'll be doing it in the power of God, the Father, the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ. This is how you'll be doing it. So quit trying to want to get the credit. It's not even you. So just let God do what he's going to do. And you stay right there and let him do it in and through your life. I pray that you receive that. Now, going back to what I was talking about. And so this pastor understood that some people are going to get in their own way. And so he said, hey, he didn't use these words, but I'm using them. If you're going to get in your own way right now, it's not a problem. It's okay. You're going to have to go through it. But could you please move out of the way? Because there's somebody who understands that it's not them, but God who's going to do the work. It's not you putting your hand on them. It's God through you. All he needs is a conduit. And if you don't want to be the conduit, hey, would you please move to the side? Let somebody else come in there. And that touched me. I hope you can hear it in my voice. That touched me. And I pray that it touches you. You see, you have to understand something. We're in a battle. This is war. And you got to pick a side. And Jesus said, anyone who is not for him is against him. Now, we sometimes confuse that when he said, anyone who is not against you is for you. You see, that's that's a different dynamic. If somebody's not against you, they're not hindering you, then they're for you. In other words, they're not in your way, keep doing. But he said, anyone who is not for him is against him. See, with Christ, you're either with him or you are against him. There is no middle ground. Now, we in America, because we have all these freedoms, we want to say there's a middle ground. Listen to me. There's no middle ground. You're either with Christ or you are against Christ, period. There is no middle ground. And that isn't what people want to hear. I don't really care. 
because it's what it is. You can't find in this Bible where the Bible says, well, you just, you pick and choose what you want to do. No, take a look at the Israelites. I'm telling you, when I read Jeremiah at the end of last year, it really affected me. And it affected me because God was opening it up to me. God is like God was saying to me, Greg, do you understand that the Israelites were my chosen people? Do you understand that they were disobedient to me? And so I allowed them to go into exile. I, I'm put up the air quotes, banished them from my presence. Now, the reason why I did the air quotes is because God is always present. He's always watching his people. He's always watching you. And God was teaching me. And, and the other thing that he taught me, and this I grabbed a hold of. The people that God used to exile the Israelites, the Babylonians, the Assyrians, and such, he punished them as well. Why? Because they went after his anointed. And you might say, well, well, he made them. No, he didn't make them. He removed his hand of protection. They wanted to go after them, but God was protecting them. When God moved his hand of protection from the disobedient Israelites, the Babylonians, the Assyrians, they came in and they took him into exile. But that doesn't mean that they were doing right and they had a price to pay. So let's run this to where we are now. What I was talking about. If you're not for Christ, you are against Christ. That's Bible. That's not Greg. That's Bible. And so when you are against him and you are possibly hindering his people, there's a price to pay for that. There's an absolute price to pay for that. And that is not what people want to hear. Not in America. We want to hear freedom. We want to hear kumbaya. We want to hear love and all that. We, and this is love. Why would I let you keep going the wrong way when I'm watching you go the wrong way and I can see at the end of the road what is waiting for you if you get all the way to the end of that road. Why would I do that? Why would I keep my mouth shut? I'm not going to. I'm not going to keep my mouth shut. I'm going to teach this gospel. I'm going to share this gospel, teach this word the way it is written because we cannot allow ourselves to think that we can be disobedient and there's no consequence because God loves us and wants us to be happy. So I know that, that's felt like more of a rant than finishing off that point. The, let's move, let's move to the other thing that, that, uh, I experienced. If you saw a person who was injured and in need of a doctor, would you tell them they needed to heal up? Then you would take them to the doctor? No, you would get them to the doctor as quick as you can. When you see someone in need of a savior, don't waste time trying to, I'll put it in air quotes, save them, get them to Jesus. Love with love and gentleness. You get them to Jesus. And I was reminded of the story, the parable of the Good Samaritan. And I won't go knee deep into it. I will tell you that it can be found in the book of Luke chapter uh, 10, 
verses 25 through 37. And this is Jesus sharing about the Good Samaritan and what he did to help someone who was in need while a rabbi and a Levite just went right on by. Yeah, they went right on by. They didn't even try to help. And here is this Samaritan who was a hated, actually, by the people, the Israelites. And he's the one that helped this man instead of the priest, instead of the Levite. And so as I'm looking at our world, we get so wrapped up and get into our churches and, you know, oh, you know, you're not a good Christian. You can't come in here. No, 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 no. Don't, don't speak like that. If you think somebody is in sin, then the church is where you need to get them. And watch this. If you don't think that the church is where you need to get them, then you probably need to go to a different church. Because if your church, if your body of believers is not there to, let, let, me, let me say this well. You want to receive anyone who's coming to Christ. Because at the end of the day, as my friend Minister Marvin Lewis said, you didn't, I didn't, we didn't hang on the cross for anybody. So we don't get to make the decision as to who's worthy, air quotes, worthy of salvation and who is not. So we don't get that. But we bring whoever to church. And the body of believers, you better not be in there looking down your nose at them. Because it's not about you. It's about them coming to God the Father. Doesn't the Bible say, woe unto the person who causes someone to stumble? It would be better for them to have a millstone tied around their neck and cast into the sea. That is us when we stand in the way because we are judging people's sin. Oh, you're doing that. Oh, you're going to hell. We don't get to make that call. We do not get to make that call. We bring them to Jesus. Because watch this. If you take a person who's injured to the doctor and they are a good doctor, they're going to begin to heal that person. And eventually that person will be healed and preferably made whole again. Now, some people, not everybody, gets healed all the way. And some people don't make it. When we bring people to Christ, same concept. Some people will get their healing. They will receive it in Jesus' name. Some people will receive their healing, but they're going to have some issues that they're going to have to work through. And that's just a part of it. It's a way for them to show their faith daily. And then you're going to have some who are going to come to the church, come to the body of believers, come to you and, and sit with you and, and open that Bible and read the Bible. And they're still going to make a decision to walk away. And if and when they do that, you cannot be all upset and been out of shape because it's not on you. If you've done all that God has called you to do, it's not on you. It's on them. 
It is between them and God. But what you don't do is you don't stand in the way. You don't be the reason why they say, well, I'm just not going to try uh, Jesus. You don't be the reason. If they choose not to try Jesus, that's fine. That's their prerogative. But you don't be the reason by saying things like, well, you can't come to church if you're dressed like that. You can't come to church if you think like that. You know, I would be, this is going to mess with some of y'all, but I don't care. I would gladly invite every Ku Klux Klan member I would ever run into to church. As is. I don't care if they hate me. Will you come to church with me? I don't care about any other stuff. And you say, ooh, ah, ah. here's why. Because I know what Jesus did to my life. I know who I was. I know where I was. I know my life. I know it well. I know the change that Jesus Christ made in me. And I know for a fact, if Jesus Christ can change me, the person that I was, the sinner that I was, there isn't anybody walking on this earth that he cannot change. Because I was supposed to know better. I was supposed to know better and didn't do better. And so if God can change me and get my heart right, I know he can do wonders with other people. So yeah, I will gladly go. I get the grand wizard if you walk with me. Come on, let's come on over here to church. Now, I ain't going to lie to you. I, just because somebody called themselves the church, y'all going to be mad on this one. Just because they call themselves the church doesn't mean that it's a body of believers that I'm going to take somebody to. I have been in churches. I, I went into a church. I'm, I'm, I don't care. I'm flowing now. I went into a church, ladies and gentlemen. And what I'm about to tell you, I didn't hear about this happening. I witnessed it happen. I was standing in the church. And I won't say the name of the church, but I'm going to tell you what they did at the end of every service. Well, let me rephrase that. They did it at the end of this service, but the way that they did it, I was convinced that it wasn't the first time. So watch this. They would say, the, the pastor, and, and he would raise his hand like this. Think about a student raising their hand in class. He would raise his hand. And he said, money coming. And when he said coming, he reached his hand out forward as if he was reaching and grabbing something. He said, money coming. And then he would pull it back to me now. And then he raised that hand again. Money coming to me now. And, and this whole process, he's raising his hand on money, putting it out on coming like he's grabbing something and then he jerks it back to me you know jerks it back to me now and the whole church was doing that money coming to me now i'm standing in this church i'm mortified because i can't believe what i'm witnessing and so i have to believe that there are churches bodies of christ out there like that well, I, I don't care what you think. That is not of God. Watch this. The Bible tells us that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. 
If you are standing in a church and you are saying, money coming to me now, then that means that your focus is not God and God, what would you have me do? God, where do you want me to go? To whom do you want me to witness? No, 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 no. In that moment, you're saying, where's the money? Where's the material proof that you are who you say you are? I need that proof now. And so, no, I, I'm not telling you to take someone to that church. Hey, maybe you go to that church and that you, you want to talk about that. I would love to engage with you on how that is not of God. It's just not. Jesus, we, we watch the life of Jesus. Jesus never idolized money. He used money for what it was. He even talked about how giving a lot out of your riches, it doesn't have the same value or meaning as somebody who gave their all, who gave what more than just what they could. You know, he talks about this woman that he sees put just barely a little bit into the offering, but that little bit was all she had. And he talks about how the, the people gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, gave all. Well, that Jesus Christ, I just don't believe is going to turn around and say, yeah, make sure that you shout out money coming to you. Because I don't believe that that is what God has for us. And so, no, I know that I went off on a tangent, but coming back to where I was, I'm saying, no, be careful. That That is not the church that you need to bring people to. You need to find a good church, a Bible-based church, a church that reveres, honors, and can I say is they fear the Lord. They would lose their mind if they allowed themselves to, to do the things that, that I was just talking about. A church where if you walk in those doors, you're going to feel the presence of the Lord. You're going to feel his love. You're going to know his love. And the people there are not worried about what you look like, what you smell like, what you sound like. The only thing they care about, are you looking for Jesus? Come on in. And so that's where we want to take somebody who needs a savior. Well, that was a lot. I pray, I pray that, that, that you got something out of this. That was quite a bit. That went in places that, well, that's, you know, I prayed before I come on here. And so I'm just going to say, all right, Lord, I don't know who that's for. I said it how I said it. I stand by it. I'm happy to engage whoever that wants to engage. I'm, I'm more than happy to engage you. Well, let me pray and then I will get us out of here. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for your word, for your wisdom, for your time. Thank you for speaking through me on this day. I'm very grateful. I, I didn't know where this was gonna go, but I know you put stuff on my heart. And so I received it and I pray that I delivered it how you would have me deliver it. I pray for the hearers, Lord. 
I pray that people would share this message. I pray that it would create a dialogue so that people could have their questions answered instead of having somebody just say, oh no, you can't do that. No, let's have a conversation. Let's open the word. Let's see what the Bible says about it. So help us, Lord God, in that way. And as always, Father, we praise you and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Well, that's all we have for this week's Agape Leaders Podcast. Until next time, you have a blessed week.